Bună ziua! Bine ați venit la podcastul de fotbal din Tura de Noapte! How about that? Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast in Romanian this week. Hello to all our Romanian listeners from across Romania. Um, let's just jump straight into it. Uh, Tommy, did you catch much football this week? I saw a little bit, mate. There were scraps in the streets, elderly men crying in the stands, and the most expensive 11 ever assembled. You know what that means? English First Division's back, baby. English First Division is effing back. And I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good round of football. There was goals. I thought, was, hey, yeah. I thought it was a great round of football. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to remember now how much of it I caught. Uh, the disaster that was Arsenal at Brentford kicked it off. Uh, obviously, the Leeds demolition at Old Trafford once again. <laughs> the you're pulling faces, but it happened. We have to. We just have to. We just have to power through it. No, um, no, Sam. I was thinking because I used up all of my Leeds quota last week. We never have to talk about them again. That's fair, and in doing so, we wouldn't have to talk about Manchester United either. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. All right. Uh, is there any particular game you want to talk about to start off here? I thought the Brentford game was a good point to start on. Um, it was the first game we've seen, or like almost full houses. It may have been a full house. And the, the way Brentford played pretty much is exactly what we described last week, that they were just going to be full frontal football, taking it to the man, playing an exciting style and, you know, scoring goals from long throw-ins. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know what it is about a long throw that just makes it so. Why can't? It's impossible. Why does a long throw turn professional athletes into complete fucking idiots? Total water. How does that happen? Like, remember how often Delap used to score? It was a, or it was a nightmare. How often Stoke used to score from Delap's throws? Like, I remember seeing a video of that pop up on my newsfeed a little while ago, and. Uh, <laughs> Naturally, half of them were against Arsenal, but just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. But poor, um, poor old Ben White is copying it already. People calling him a flop after this one goal. It's just so rough. Like, he's going to be a good player for Arsenal, but yeah, he did not cover himself in glory dealing with that long throw. Not at all. And the first goal as well, he was horrendously drawn out of position and then beaten 101 as well. And, you know, he's, it's going to take time. And he was partnered with a guy that I didn't even know Arsenal had signed or was on his book. So if that's the partnership, they're going to who go was, forward with this season. It was, uh, I knew Murray. you were going to ask me this. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I thought it was Murray. power something then. Pablo Murray played last season. He, um, he did, yep. He was signed from Flamengo after they won the Copa Libertadores. Um, and yeah, he, I don't know, probably a mid-table footballer, probably suited to Arsenal, I guess. Um, <laughs> ben White, probably take that defence up a gear. It'd be nice to see probably Rob Holding and if they hadn't loaned him out, like we mentioned last week about bloody loaning out William Saliba again. Saliba? This, is, this has got Arsenal fans in all sorts. I know that has. Um but yeah, huge for Brentford after we said that they would go straight back down. I still think they will go straight back down. 
Um, mm-hmm. But for them to get a result like that in your first Premier League game, and or, or sorry, English first division game, and hey. uh, and that home as well, and just seeing the crowds in, it just like oh, just football is proper back now, proper yeah. back. We've got crowds proper back. It was best encapsulated by that one old dude crying after the game. And you just think of the context of the situation. He, I mean, he didn't look 72, but he would have been very close to it. He's never seen his side in the first division of English football. And now he's watched them beat, you know, probably the side that was the best potentially, you know, in that period between the 98, 2004, 2005. They're a yeah, Premier League sure. stalwart, so... Yeah, this is a tough game when you see and like, you know, Norwich found out when you come up and you get one of the big sides straight away, it can sort of spiral you out and lead you onto this path where, you know, you're losing games and you're losing confidence. But for Brentford to do this, remarkable, brilliant, really. Yeah, there you go. All credit to them. Well done, the bees. Well done, the bees. bees. I did say, I did say they'd get 15 to 20 points. So They've already amassed a couple now, but I don't know, the form of some of the other teams in the EPL, <laughs> like Arsenal, they start slowly and then they sort of find their gear midway through and then they'll peter out and finish mid-table. Yeah. And that's fine. But some of the performances of the big boys to start with, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, these guys, and you know, both, all these sides have spent in excess of £100 million each. They're here. They're ready for business. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to move on to that Chelsea game next because that's pop- it's the only the only game of the Premier League or the English First Division <laughs> that I was able to catch <laughs> that I was able to catch in full. Um, yeah, this was pretty. I don't know. They were pretty impressive, Chelsea, and I think they're only going to get better again. This is like without Lukaku in the lineup. This is with you know. Um, are they still? Are they missing anyone else? I don't know, but Tuka not particularly will just be um, tweaking and finding his way. But I don't know. They just they just look to me like a team that are ready to just destroy this division this season. Hell yeah! Uh, Ziyech went down, I think, again with a long term injury in the Super Cup final the other day. Um, so that's obviously not great news because he's a player. When he signed for Chelsea, I thought, oh, hot damn! I'm going to enjoy watching this guy play. Yeah. Um, so for him to be missing more minutes, more months out, perhaps, yeah, not great to happen on the um, first day of the season. Not great, but that was probably the only sound note of Chelsea's week. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kai Havertz didn't start either. He came on later, played like the last ten minutes or so, about eight minutes. But I don't know. Just watching them, complete control. Uh, don't really know what. Like if Patrick Vieira maybe could have done anything else, like I don't know what you can do. You just kind of sit and Chelsea going to beat plenty of teams three 0 this year. And for sides like I think we we talked about this with Leeds last season, but for sides like Crystal Palace and Leeds and teams like that, their fight isn't with Chelsea. Their fight isn't with Man United, Man City. They're going to beat most teams they play. So losing to them doesn't hurt as much. You got to make sure you get points against the teams around you. So. I don't think Palace should be too downhearted with that. No, I think that's exactly what they would have expected. And, you know, Chelsea came out and did the job. So they roll on. They've had a good start to the season now without Lukaku. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if you have any notes on any other games you wanted to talk about. We won't go through every single result individually, but. 
No, God, no, because I didn't watch the most of them, but I just, <laughs> I just thought a uh, good point to pick up in the Leeds-Manchester United game. Um, Manchester United last season beat their XG by a higher margin than, than any other side. Yeah. And in this game where they scored five goals, they only had an XG of 1.6, which is, yeah, for me, th- like it's the reason why I love XG so much as a stat because I think you can read it as like if one team has a higher XG than the other, then they should win. But it's not. It's about analysing, um, you know, the, uh, the, the bloody percentages of whether or not you're going to score from the chance that you've created. And for yeah. Manchester United to do that last season and then again to blitz it in this game, scoring some remarkable goals from angles and positions where, you, you know, footballers shouldn't be scoring from. That's just a really, it just shows how clinical they are. And to do yeah. that on game one as well, I think they're in, they're looking really good. They're, they're in for a decent season. Yeah, I think so too. I just, um, I still have worries about them as an overall squad. Um, I think, and whether Ollie is good enough, like Ollie, I think has been carried by individual performances a lot. And I think also, I know Bruno Fernandez is an absolute gun. But Leeds were missing probably their most important player in their squad in Calvin Phillips, and that I think that plays a huge role because that he the tight he usually he would he would have tightened up on Bruno, um, and then that would have I guess I don't know taken away a lot of their a lot of their outlet Man United, but nonetheless five one good win five one as it goes. You know, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, Robert Cock probably had, and I like the guy as well, and he'll be much better suited at centre-back, but he probably had one of the worst individual performances I've ever seen. And it was just, he doesn't know how to play. It's a really crucial role in a Bielsa side. And I can't understand why. One, Leeds haven't gone out and signed cover for KP. And two, why he didn't start if he's going to sit on the bench. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'd be interesting. Be interesting to see Man United that combination between Pogba and Fernandez um, against a side that you know actually has a, a midfield screener. Yeah, a hundred percent. We love like raving on about getting a midfield screener in front of the back four, and then you can put whoever you like at centre back if you just have like a world-beating number six there. Yeah. I think the joke was if you had, um, you know. Me and you could play for France if we had Ngolo Kante in front of us. You could put like exactly. A, you could put like a smashed quiche and a gum boot at centre back, and they'd be fine <laughs> with Ngolo Kante in front of them. Um, uh, the next game I was just going to touch on was uh, probably Liverpool because I think they're still. Well, I think this title fight is between three sides, potentially four if we count Man United, but I think three. Potentially, some people would argue five if we want to count Spurs, but we'll get to that. Um, but Liverpool just not overly dominant in this game, but just too good in the end, really. Like just uh, too clinical, too much skill for this lowly opposition of Norwich who keep yo-yoing up and down. Um, the... Roberto Firmino, Diogo Jota argument is back up and running already. Jota got the start in the middle of the front three. Firmino, uh, he scored. Firmino came on and also scored. Um, I don't know. Where, where do you sit on this? What like what a great option to have between these two guys. 
Uh, Dio Jota has been a great signing for Liverpool. And when the African, um, African nations rolls around, those two are actually going to have to work out how to play together. Klopp's going to have to figure out how to play them side by side at some point because you yep. got, they're going to lose Salah. They're going to lose Sane. So. Mane. For me... Oh, Mane, sorry. Yep, Sane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> for me, I would, I would continue with uh, Bobby. I just think... I think Firmino's um, link-up play, his general output, his enthusiasm, he offers a lot off the ball, whereas I think Jota probably offers more on the ball. But if you've got Salah and Mane either side of you, you don't really need that so much. Yeah, I tend to agree. I tend to agree with that. I think you've nailed it. Um, I have always been a big fan of Firmino as like a false nine type thing. He, um, He's... I reckon he's a massive part of why that Liverpool side that won the league was so good. Like, or just mm-hmm. the reason why Salah and Mane could be so dangerous because they could just come inside. He would drop in. Um, and even if he's not doing the damage, he's it's the things you said off the ball, like the he's dragging defenders with him all the time. He makes really smart runs, doesn't get a lot of the ball sometimes. But I guess uh, from like a... I don't know. I, I can see why a lot of fans would prefer Jota, though, because as, to the naked eye, he's doing the same job as Firmino, but scoring goals as well. So I don't know. But what, yeah, like you said, what an option to have, like the both of them to choose from. Incredible. Considering Jota was like, wasn't he a winger from Wolves? Mm. Yeah, and he was. Just, yeah, he was playing wide their, midfield. Yeah, they've turned him into their next striking option. So yeah, they've got onto a good one there, Liverpool, I reckon. Definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah, good options for club. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you had any other games. I was going to go across now to the Tottenham-Man City game. I think. Yeah, that was the last one I had. We need to have a talk about because, yeah, just uh, a lot of multis probably went by the wayside with this game. (laughs) That's Sam. That was my one note that I had. It's like... (laughs) It was like <laughs> Pep saying they weren't ready prior to kickoff. Would have been fucking nice to know for my multi that I placed on Saturday. Like, are you kidding? Is that what he said? He literally yeah. said that, yeah. A few oh. hours before kickoff said they weren't ready. He comes out with some absolute nonsense, that guy. He's correct, hey, though. Great football coach. <laughs> they've, yeah, they've lost, their, they've lost their only two games this season now. So, I mean, how ready do they need to be, though? True. You know what I mean? This like, is the most Spurs expensive ready? side. Yeah. Were Spurs ready? I think were so. The other side, were the other sides ready? Like, so why weren't actually, Man City I, ready? I actually think Spurs were ready. They looked ready. I know. That's my point, though, is like, it's why weren't City ready? Like, oh, yeah. Did they not? Did they get an email this week saying, oh, by the way, round one Sunday, are you guys up for it? We've scheduled you away <laughs> to Spurs. Like, because looking at this, this team on paper is still utterly ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I'm just Sam. I'm just imagining KDB messaging in on Thursday night, like, "Oh shit, I had no idea." Can you? Can I start on the bench? Is that yeah. okay? But the boys in the WhatsApp, like, oh, what's yeah. you put, Pep, can you put the team up yet? Put the team up. I want to know who's starting. But like, looking at this starting eleven, like Edson, Cancelo, Diaz, uh, Nathan Ake. Not sure about that one, but. Mm. Mendy, mm-hmm. Gundogan, <laughs> Fernandinho, Jack Grealish, Raheem Sterling, Ferran Torres, Riyad Mahrez. And then coming off the bench in that game, KDB, 
Jesus and Zinchenko. Like, come on. Come it's on. It's dumb. It's dumb shit. 550 million pounds that side cost them. Yeah, unreal. So I guess the next question we have to ask is, are Spurs a real deal? Are they, in <laughs> are the they winning the league? <laughs> are they winning the league? The well, they're only the third. No. Yeah, and I would like to say no. They're, they're only the third side to have ever beaten the champions on the first day of the next season. And yeah. one of those sides was Chelsea that went on to win the league. So there's history here. But do I see it happening? No, it's not happening. With Kane, without Kane, it's probably not going to happen. Although in saying that, you know, their new signings look pretty good. Like Romero looks like a good centre-back. So that, that yeah, was a big issue he, they had last season. He, um, he, came off, he came off the bench in like stoppage time though. Um, he did. For Hoiberg. Um, they also, I forgot they got Matt Doherty in from the Irish fullback Wolves. from Wolves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've still got La Celso running around, but Hyungmin's uh, son up front and a midfielder called Oliver Skip. That's with yeah. two Ps. Never heard of him. Did a job in the midfield against Man City. Played out the 90. So there you go. He, he, um, he, had, a really, he had a really baller season for... Uh, I think it was Watford last season and was ah, kind of right. instrumental in them coming up. And there were reports of when he returned to training that he was like the, his teammates were like, Oh, he's this guy's a completely different player and also yeah. a completely different person as well. They thought he really matured as a man. And here we go. I mean, this could be his breakout season, probably one to watch for fantasy premier league players. I'd say. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Pick him up on the cheap. Maybe not now. Maybe you've missed the boat. Potentially. It only got up by a couple points anyway. Know. But I don't know. I don't know how fantasy works. I, I hate it, to be honest. I hate it because I'm shit at it. If I'm shit at something, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> and yet we continue with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. All right, let's go off to Baguette Land and let's talk about some league. Oh. Baguette Land. I had uh, the note for it this week was frogs play football. Uh, and so we're definitely we're definitely in the zone with France. Um, there were there were bloody goals, Sam. Bloody goals on match day two. There I didn't were, count how many. There, there were, were a few three goals. three draws. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, like. It, yeah, go on. No, you tell me what's going on. Oh, I was just like PSG won four two, but they're not top because like a team scored five, and like <laughs> yeah. another team scored four, and like uh, just yeah. Scenes, ridiculous, and it was a really, it was a really good match day. Uh, tuned in. The probably the headline was um, Lille, last season's champions, getting absolutely pasted by Nice, <laughs> four goals to nil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> your man Casper Dolberg bagging a double. Yep, he looks like he's. It looks like he is in for a ripper season. I would be expecting twenty plus goals without a shadow of a doubt from this guy. Yep. Uh, but to further rub salt into um, the champions' wounds is that Nice's manager, Christophe Gautier, was their manager last season. And he's just orchestrated a complete hiding of his former club no more than a couple months after he left. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Uh... What, what, why, how did that happen? Why would you let a title-winning manager go to a divisional rival? Uh, I don't know. I don't understand French football. I just love tuning in and seeing the wacky mess that it is. And uh, 
yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't really have anything to add to that. It's, it's different. It is. And uh, uh, this probably illustrates it uh, best because Dolberg last season, he, you know, he started 25 times, but there were many reasons why he probably shouldn't have started so often. He, <laughs> he, he caught COVID initially. So there was that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy moves to France, catches COVID at his new club. Okay. No drama. You can go on with that. But in addition to this, he had an expensive watch stolen by one of the youth team players in out of I the did, dressing room. I did read about this. Yeah. <laughs> he also had his car stolen, was a victim of a home invasion, had a case of appendicitis also. Maybe France isn't for you, Casper. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a, it's... Feed, it feeds into the wacky nature of the league that you were talking about. Yeah. He's, um, he's one of those players I used to always like try to find on FIFA and sign. Because he was like an absolute weapon of potential, and then oh yeah, I remember just like the years went by on FIFA, and like he was still not at a big club. And looking in real life, I was like, oh, why isn't anyone signing this guy? Because <laughs> FIFA potential isn't everything. So there you go. There's well, story I, back I think this Goldberg. is. I think that's this could be the one time where FIFA potential is everything. I reckon the ceiling for this guy is sky high, and you'll see him at a top three club in. A better European nation soon. He's still uh, he's still pretty young, isn't he? What is he now? Like 23? 23. Maybe. Yep. I'm not a hundred. Yeah, 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Are we gonna bother talking at all about PSG or we we've covered them a lot last few weeks and I've I've just got a few more notes on France. It does it comes across PSG. Um mostly on a lot of it's on uh Leo, who have now conceded three goals in consecutive games. Uh, last season, they only conceded three goals once for the entire season. Yeah. So they are in all sorts. You know, admittedly, yeah. they started slow last season too, but they don't look great. They're fucked. The best part of the French weekend was Clermont Foot maintaining their oh, 100% record. My boys, Clermont <laughs> Foot. Yes. Only one of three teams are sitting on the shoulders of the PSG at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Sitting in second above PSG, that's just like, stop the season. Yeah, please. I want to get off. Uh, Marseille dropped points at home. Monaco and Lyon both suffered away defeats. Uh, But for PSG, no Messi as yet. Um, They survived a second half scare to defeat Strasbourg at home. Uh, Akadi has now scored in consecutive games as his Juventus move looms. Do you think he's going back to Italy or...? Uh, yeah, I think he is because, um, the writing's probably on the wall. There's a couple of players. I was looking at this and I watched the, like the mini match of this game, PSG and Strasbourg. And, um, you're trying to think like who in this side is going to make way for players to come back in. And so you're looking at probably Icardi, Draxler, were the two that started that probably move out for Messi and Neymar to come in. So, yeah, um, the two goals obviously scorers. riding on all. That's an absolute shame for Julian Draxler, who is an absolute star. But at PSG, is just another, you know, it's just a just a dude, just a guy, just plays another, football, just another guy. Yep, yeah, in a in a dark blue shirt. <laughs> and I guess that's gonna that's gonna shove someone like Pablo Sarabia further down the line as well. So, True. yeah, there's and that. it's funny they. They all scored goals this game. So 
you know, these are players who are performing for their club that are now going to get shuffled out for the big names. We'll see where yep. this goes. Fair. I'll tell you what, Draxler would look really good in a mid-table first division side in England. Oh, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? He's Everton. an absolute star. Yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Anyway, Arsenal need any number 10. Anyone who wears number 10. William Gallas, get him back. In saying that, if we just bounce back quickly, because of the sale of um, Joe Willock to Newcastle, Erdogan's going to get signed permanently by the look of it. It looks like it. And um, we mentioned this the other week about Real Madrid not letting their players go, like not using them, but not selling them either. This guy's been on the books there for a long time. So um, it's probably just good for Madrid to sell him and it'd be great for Arsenal to get him. So, yeah. Be great. Looks like it's going to be a good price. Should be good business. There's your number 10. Yeah. There you go. I might shoot off to uh, Germany quickly if you've got nothing else on France. Yeah. Um, Basically, I watched the mini of um, uh, the Dortmund match. Uh, I couldn't watch the whole thing because it was on at like 2 a.m., the opening game of the season. Huge game to start off against Frankfurt because they they were battling it out for Champions League spots last season. Dortmund were behind them for long periods. Um, But they won this game 5-2. Obviously, the man Holland again with like two goals, two assists. Um, Just the guy's unreal. And what I really loved was, oh, it's the first time I've seen like a decent crowd back in the Westfalen Stadion. One of the coolest stadiums in the world. It's on the bucket list. But they finally had fans back and I guess they haven't, they've missed out on a lot of Erling Holland. I hadn't realized. And then, so to see him running about and seeing his, cause he already has this like enthusiasm and this craziness about him. Like even when a teammate scores and he goes absolutely ballistic. Um, but he obviously was just doing that and the crowd was feeding off that and it was just, they were feeding off each other and it was just, it was so awesome. I loved every minute of it. But yeah, that's that's what I got there. In other news, Bayern winning games, like cool. But they actually they actually drew their first game. Sorry, so they're not winning games. But um, oh, so who, who's top then? Dortmund? E- no, because someone won four nil. Uh, Offenheim beat Augsburg four nil. But you know, early days. Stuttgart got up five one against the newly promoted Greta Freuth as well. So. I don't think I've okay. said that name right, but Bayern drew their first home game, uh, not first home game, their first league game. Um, yes. It would have been, I guess, Nagelsmann's first game in charge, first league game in charge. Um, they drew with Munchen Gladbach. Um, okay. But, you know, Bayern will be fine. No stress there. They yeah, obviously went out. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday night, and uh, this morning they beat Dortmund 3-1 in the German Super Cup, so... There you go. Another, they did, yeah. I saw a, saw a good clip of, of Harlan looking through the goalkeeper. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> That's all I got for Just Germany. again, illustrating Harlan's enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Great that, player. That is the word to describe this guy is enthusiasm. It's brilliant. Um, That's all I got in Germany. Cool. Cool. We're happy. That was a good rap. Yeah, that was a good rap. Cool. <laughs> um, we'll just... Uh, We'll have a l- I've got a little bit on uh, Spain here, obviously, because there's obviously a big focus on Barcelona. Oh, just quickly as well, my one rigged or shit nomination for this yeah. week. I've got a rigged or shit nomination. 
Uh, if anyone's listening and wants to check it out, watch the highlights of the Dortmund game. But Frankfurt's first goal is put in from the edge of the area by the right back, Felix Paschlak, who does a good job by coming across to make the tackle. But in making the tackle, he just kind of kicks the ball into the, like beats the keeper, cross into the corner of the net. It's perfectly placed. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, it's, it's not rigged. It's just shit. Um, yeah, he. I don't imagine this guy will be a huge part of Dortmund's season, but he's not bad. He's okay. But that was, he's definitely not one to be rigging round one at home to Frankfurt. So if we're going he, rigged or shit, it's shit. It sounds like a well orchestrated rigged to me. We're going to have to track down the clip and put it on the page. <laughs> yeah, have a look. It was, it was random, is what it was. The poor guy. It, yeah, whatever. Anyway, we'll go across <laughs> to Spain because obviously. There's a lot of focus on Barcelona at the moment with everything going on. Um, they started the season with a big 4-2 win. I caught an extended mini of this game just to check it out. And I spent most of the game trying not to vomit because Barcelona's, oh. Barcelona's kits are the worst thing They're in horrendous. football this year. They are the <laughs> worst thing in football this century. They are horrible. It's close. It is close. I just, they're garish. Where, who thought this was a good idea to have one plain color on one side and then interjected lines fading into it? And like, they're both primary yeah. colors. It doesn't but then work, the shorts, man. But then the shorts are like the colors oh, on the opposite one side color. or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't, all I know is it made me sick. Sick. Either leg. They've got either leg. One's Disgusting. blue, one's red. What the fuck? Yeah. No, nah, no. Rigged good. or shit? Shit. Rigged just or terrible. definitely just shit. Uh, They're trying to distract the opposition. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. But um, yeah, they had a big 4-2 win at home to Sociedad. Uh, They got a bit nervy for a while. They were 3-0 up, conceded two late ones. Um, I just wanted to mention just how bloody good Frankie de Jong is to watch. Um, And putting him in that that midfield last year, uh, last season, I talked a lot about Pedri. And then he went to the Euros and turned it on as well. That kid, like he, these guys are just kids, but they are absolute stars. So um, whatever happens with their finances or whatever, they got two absolute gun players there on their hands. And the other note I had on this game was uh, my goal of the week comes from this game. But uh, uh, Oyazabal, the mm-hmm. I think he's Sociedad, Sociedad. captain and he played for Spain yep. at the Olympics against us. Yep. yep. But he scored an absolute banger of a free kick. So if anyone wants to go check that out, they should like a nice. banger. I'm going to chase that kick. up. It was a fair way out. Um, yeah. Just a cracking hit. There you go. Hell yeah. Uh, do you think uh, Braithwaite is going to be the top scorer in the league of the season or? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I mean. Good double. Good double. I guess he is the sort of player, though, that he does all those all the right things. I guess when you play for a team like Barcelona, you don't have to be, you don't have to create the goals yourself when you play in that position. If you make the runs and stuff, like that's what he they signed him because of his ability to make those runs and get on the end of balls in the box and stuff. Um, so whether it's a tap in or whether it's you know whatever, he's a forty he's yard there, banger. He does it, yeah. yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. In saying that, Benzema also scored twice, so that's probably your guy that you're looking for. 
for top scorer this season, I'd say. Uh, yeah, potentially. Although Eric Lamela did score a double on his debut for Sevilla. Did he? Eric. Yeah, he. Um, uh, they're already regretting it, Spurs. Yeah, uh, but he's not going to be the <laughs> La Liga top scorer either. So, um, no. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> Another note I had for Spain was that um, I don't know if you saw this. This is definitely a rigged or shit as well, but the quickest red card in La Liga history. Who <laughs> are uh, Hugo Guillemon, Guillemon from Valencia at home. Yeah. Imagine like, you know, from Astaya, Valencia, finally fans back, you know, big crowds, finally get to go watch the boys. Three minutes in, you, one of your players gets a straight red. Um, so there's a rigged or shit nomination, but they still won the game. So good on them. Where to sum it up? Yeah. I think it's rigged. Uh, it is probably rigged. Um, just another shout for potential La Liga top goal scorer, though, is Angel Correa. Correa. Yeah, okay. Yep. Plays up front a lot for Atletico. Goes under the radar a lot, but does score goals. He got a double on the opening weekend as well. So another FIFA beast. Yeah, he started up front. So that's a sign of how he's going to play for the rest of the year. Who knows? That would be exciting. That would be a really good move by uh, Atleti and Simeone. That'd be, a, I think that'll yeah. bear fruit for sure. Do you have anything on sure. Italy? No, because it was only like Coppa Italia early rounds this week, uh, Serie A. Oh, they start week later, yeah. This week, I think Serie A starts. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all I got. No, you're right. Nothing. Yeah, they start a week later. Well. Yeah. Also, Do you have any other games? So if you yeah, did, it would be funny. Oh, yeah. I, I just started. Just make up some results. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Juve won 8 0 and yeah. uh... Milan lost 64 0 and whatever. Um, <laughs> Do you have any other notes on any other football? Yeah, I watched, um, I watched randomly. I was just up. Don't, don't ask me why. I watched Harry Sutter play for Stoke. And yep. he played so well against Birmingham that he was in the championship team of the week. Awesome. Uh, he's wearing the armband at the moment for Stoke. And he just continues to grow game on game. And there are premier clubs, uh, there are <laughs> premier clubs, first division clubs knocking on his door. And I think you could see him in a Burnley or a Crystal Palace or a Brighton very, very soon. Excellent. I'd be all for it. He looks I'll great. Be, I think I'd he, be all for that. Yeah. I reckon he's... I don't want to put the knocker on him, but he'd look he'd looking like a future Socceroos captain. So really good signs. Love that. All we need now is for him to step foot in the country. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Has he ever been to Australia? We should so. <laughs> check he's, his he's accent. He's played here, hasn't he? For Australia. I, nah. Oh, yeah, you know? he's played here in the country. Yeah. He's, he's played for Australia here. So, yeah. Yep. I remember him scoring headers against like <laughs> major Asian teams in Canberra. <laughs> but yeah. Highlight of anyone's career. The highlight of oh, I would be the highlight of my career. Uh, quick, quick, Ange watch. Four wins in a row. Sixteen goals in those four wins. Fans are up and about. The media are calling it Ange ball. Wondering if Rangers have a problem here. <laughs> Could you have asked for a better start? Uh, yes. You could have not lost the first league game to Hearts. Okay. 
more recently, could you have asked for a better last four games? Two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is uh, one one thing that Rangers and Celtic face every year is playing all these qualifiers in between their bloody like because they have the Champions League qualifiers, they get knocked out of them going to UEFA Europa League qualifiers, and then they're playing league games in between. They've also just had the first, they had a round of like the Scottish League Cup on the weekend as well, which Celtic won. They beat Hearts, football. but um, yeah, Andrew's going right. The, the fans are starting to get behind him. I heard an interesting conversation um, on a Celtic pod I listened to this week because they were talking about, there was a lot of, obviously in Scotland, they were like taking the piss about getting a manager from Japan in. Like, has anyone told them they're Scotland? Like, know what I mean? And then they signed. So they signed a striker, right? This or a winger slash striker. You're right. It just reminds me of that train spotting scene. He's like, "Who wants to be Scottish? It's fucking shite." Hundred <laughs> percent. But um, Ange bought over. He signed a winger slash striker from Vissel Kobe in Japan. Mm-hmm. Kyogo Furuhashi, I think his name. I'm not sure, 100% on that surname, but we just call him Kyogo. But Kyogo has, um, he's hit the ground running. He scored a hat-trick in his first home game for Celtic. And he's just been up and about. He scored against Jablonek, I think, as well in the... Europa League qualifier. He scored on the weekend in the League Cup against Hearts. He looks like he could be a pretty good replacement for Otson Edward, um, who hasn't left yet, but the writing's kind of on the wall. But it's just yeah, interesting seeing out. the way, I guess, being in Europe, they're kind of tinted glasses a little. And that there was this big deal about signing a player from the Japanese League when he was like, he was currently the leading goal scorer in two competitions because he's still the leading goal scorer in Japan halfway through their season and he's already the leading goal scorer in Scotland. So he's currently leading goal scorer in two different competitions. He was Has that ever happened before? Like oh, I don't that's know. insane. He scored 20 odd goals I think last season. So he can obviously find the back of the net and also I don't think the Scottish Premier League is any in any position to be judging players from Japan, the Japanese league. So no way. They, they need to be brought down a notch, I think, over there. But there you go. That's all I got. Maybe this will be the way to do it. It doesn't, because didn't um, Nakamura play for Celtic as well? Like, yeah, Nakamura. When you think of all the great Japanese players that have been, like Nakamura, Kagawa, yeah. Honda. Mm, yeah. Like, they produced, uh, Shinji Ono. They produced technically brilliant footballers. So I don't know why anyone would be <laughs> disparaging signing a player who's top scorer in that league there. So there you go. True. It looks good. This is going to be a great Scottish Premier League season. It's going to go down to the wire, I think, because Rangers aren't going anywhere. They're still the real deal. Celtic probably still have the more work to do, um, especially given their back line. And Rangers just have, they're just solid all over the park. They had that one blip at Dundee, but I think they're going to be okay. So... Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll go down to the wire, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Be a good one to keep a watch on. And thank God we have Ange Watch. <laughs> Hashtag Ange Watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got anything else for this week? 
I reckon we should close out on this wonderful story out of Moldova. So oh, here there's we a go. side here, Moldova. And if you wondered why we played a uh, Romanian language intro, it's because Romanian is the primary language of Moldova. They have a side called Sheriff Tiraspol, who are currently yes. in the last stage of Europa, not, not Europa, UEFA Champions League qualification. Yes. This article I read today on them was, who are they and why are they controversial? And this is a fucking story, Sam. So strap yourself in, my man. They okay, are founded. They are founded by two former KGB operatives. Interesting start. <laughs> so this is the ground floor. Yeah. Uh, they were founded in 1992. So they're still they're, they're on the, kind of on a, the back of the Soviet Union. Exactly. They're a newish team because they're in a newish nation. Um, their facilities are absolutely first class and they are like similar to what you would expect from the top teams in Europe. Uh, they, they, pract- they have three stadiums, uh, a modern arena, a second team pitch with crazy floodlighting, and then just one massive dome for no reason that they never play in. But, you know, maybe this is for the Champions League quarterfinal if they make it. I guess so. So or the controversial part about this team is Moldova is the poorest country in Europe. It is absolutely the uh, poorest country. Uh, Moldova has a GDP per capita of 2,289 American dollars. Yeah, It's not a lot. No. Uh, one of the main reasons is because there was this big thing about the World Bank. There was money stolen out of the country. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. One, of the chief, one of the chief suspects was president of another Moldovan club. <laughs> So I think what we're connecting here is money was stolen out of the nation's capital reserves and invested into their football teams. <laughs> ah, yes. Moldovan football. Moldovan football. And you're going to come to learn this more and more because this morning they beat uh, Dinamo Zagreb. Zagreb. 3-0. Three zip. And it, this is on the back of them beating... Uh, and the Red sheriffs Star go marching on. They look very much like they're going to be in the Champions League group stages. And yep. fucking all credit to them. It'll be the first time a Moldovan side has ever been represented in the group stages. You know, we can have the conversation about how and why. Who cares? They're there. Whatever. <laughs> Let's just get on board. Whatever. Good on them. Good on Moldovan football. <laughs> Yeah, the sheriff champions, poorly people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Up the sheriffs. Cl- this club is worth more than the entire nation, but let's not let that get in the way of a good Champions League run. Maybe next week we'll do the intro in like a like Southern US kind of Texas accent. I like to, it. Uh, to honor the sheriffs. <laughs> the sheriffs at FC Sheriff in Moldova. If that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. On that note, we should probably leave that there. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. done. We're done. We're done. All right. Uh, what else did I want to... I did have something else I wanted to say, didn't I? Did I? No, I didn't. Oh, I was just going to plug local football. I went to a bunch of games on the weekend. I went to a State League 1 game on the Friday night, a State League 2 game on the Saturday. I was at amateur football all day Sunday, and it was all all of it was just 
fucking excellent. Even when the football wasn't great, it was a great time. So everyone go out, get to your local clubs, support local football, go and watch it. Spend your money over the bar, spend your money buying scarves, checking it out, hanging out with your mates, having a frothy, watching the footy. Yeah? Ciao. Ciao.